It's bold. It's real. It may even make you blush. But one thing is certain. It will definitely inspire you to push your limits and accelerate your business growth. You're listening to another episode of Confessions of a Barefoot Beauty Guru. And here's your host, Elle Wilson. And we're back. Great to be with you. And we're going to talk about a very important topic. Toby, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you, Elle? Fabulous, fabulous. We're talking about doubt and fear today because as uh, in the entrepreneurial world, or even if you have a career that you, you're passionate about, you are going to come up against uh, doubt and fear often, correct? No doubt. So I'm confessing today, I'm confessing that like every other human being on this planet, I have doubt and fear. I have these feelings that rise up at time, from time to time. What about you? Are you? Did you get my little pun when you asked me the question? I said, no doubt. That was a joke. But yeah. Oh, no doubt. Oh, you're so <laughs> anyway. good. You're so clever. No, I didn't. I'm, I'm a bit slow with your jokes. Like, I have. You think I've I have experienced time. doubt and fear. Yes. And, I remember and, back years ago in the, I think it was on March the 4th, 1986 or something, I had that experience. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. But yeah, what I wanted to talk about today is how do we deal with the doubt and fear? And why have we normalized it as a human, as human beings, we, we normalize doubt and fear. And it's not our natural state. This is what's so incredible. And this is why I think it's so important that we talk about this, because if there's one thing that I hear more than anything else from people that I mentor, I'm helping them build their businesses, they're coming into the true brow system and they're trying to upskill and and they do eventually you know they get to a point where they're they're experts but you know the journey through um you know they do have doubt and fear that comes up which is it's so normal for it to come up because we've set it up that way but what is our natural state and what I wanted to talk about today is you know we all were babies once upon a time even you Mm -hmm. right you were a baby most of us in nappies (laughs) (laughs) Um, we're all babies and and a baby if we take ourselves back to that we have to almost like imagine ourselves as babies even though we can't remember when we're a baby often I mean I can't remember myself as a baby some some people no I can't some people I've spoken to say I remember when I was about two or three years old this or that happened and to me that's amazing I don't really have clear memories what about when you were in nappies Diapers, like, do you remember? I don't remember no, that, that at was, all. That was months ago. I, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. No. I can't keep laughing so much because yeah, then I just lose my train of thought. No, it's fine. I love, I love you. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's get so serious. you know, if 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 we can use our imagination, because it's important to use our imagination to mm-hmm. take us back to when we were in diapers you know before we could walk we were crawling and we we're in our natural state there was this incredible state of innocence where we didn't add meaning to things you know so things... just looking around the room at the world and going wow what is all this you remember that do you did you do that did you do well, that I just you... imagine I guess I just imagine a little baby crawling and they look at things without interpretation yeah well almost without a sense of individual self Correct. Just yeah, sort of looking at it and, and it's just in their awareness and they're just 
mesmerized almost. They've got this look on their face where they just look around and with this wide eye, like, wow, what's going on? What is all this yeah, stuff? It's so you know? beautiful. And there's innocence in that. There's yeah. this very, because there's no added sort of narrative or story or judgment or anything like that. I love that. But when we're in that natural state and we have to start to walk, we, we, we kind of innately, like a tree grows and it has that beautiful seed of knowledge inside you know, right at the core of it, that's how it grows. It has knowledge to grow. That's how we as these innocent little babies, we we start to stand up or we at least try. Mm. And in that, I don't, I don't know that I've ever heard of any baby that kind of stand, tries to stand up and falls on its butt and then goes, right, well, I tried that and that's the end of that. I'm not doing it again. Or, oh, I'm stupid. I look at me, I've fallen over. I mean, it might cry and it might feel the pain, but it just gets back up again. Just keeps mm. getting back up. Keeps getting back up. But it's such a it's such an interesting point because when we when we um, even in mentoring um, uh, business owners and they you hear often, oh yeah, I tried that. And if you try something and it didn't succeed, but other people are doing the same thing and it's and they're successful in it then it's not the activity itself. It's the ability to make that activity perform in the same way as standing. You, you try and stand up like a little baby tries to stand up and then it falls over. And as you say, it doesn't, it doesn't years later, it's a 15-year-old sitting on the ground and someone says, why don't you stand up? No, I tried that. It didn't work for me. <laughs> I couldn't get it to. I couldn't get it to work. I tried that. You know what no, I mean? No, yes. you, have to, you have to keep trying. Yes. You've got to, You can get it to work. You can. Re, you really. Well, can. I think, and I think there's also the discernment in that too, and what it is that you're doing, and so on. So, and that's another episode. Like, yeah, really. some people may not want to stand up. You mean? Well, no, no, we're saying something else. But <laughs> anyway, so but going back to that, yes, yeah, that's yeah. true because we we do confront that, and and it's a very quick when when people when you're when you're actually mentoring, you're you're coaching or anything like that. It's a very quick re, um, reaction. You know, I tried that because mm. it's it's almost like you know when we try something and we it may not work the first time, we we sort of block ourselves. Because, you know, the other day I was reading a quote from Michelangelo, and I don't know if he really wrote it or not, but apparently historically it's there as one of his quotes, mm. is that if people knew what he had to do to master his art, they would just, they wouldn't believe it. You know, it's kind of like wow. we think yeah. that, you know, oh, it just happens. Some people mm. are just lucky or some people just can do it. And After 20 years that. of hard work, you become an overnight success. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like that, isn't it? So I guess coming back to that, that natural state that we have where we, we, we just, we're, we're not afraid of feeling the pain. We're not afraid of our feelings. We know that the child falls, you know, might hurt itself, might even hit its head. But it's going to get back up again. It just keeps. It, that's a natural state. It's storyless. There's no narrative in that. It's just that's what I'm doing. That's what's next. That's what's next. So what happens with the doubt and fear? One of the things that while I was actually um, doing the brand new updated mega online course, I was actually doing a, an audio about this in there because of course we're talking about mastery, right? So doubt and fear. It's a, a topic we really cover. I, I just what I loved noticing and seeing was that doubt and fear is the what we make our norm. We normalize it, mm -hmm. so it's not our. There's, these two words are so important: natural state. You know your natural state, so natural, and what we normalize. We normalize doubt and fear. We try and superimpose doubt and fear as our natural state. We're saying, you know what, we're going to make that our natural state. 
And it becomes so normal that we believe we identify with doubt and fear and we believe that that's our natural state, which in fact that's just layering. It's layering upon layering upon layering. So the purpose of doubt and fear is to protect us. We've given it a purpose. We, you know, we may have experienced some hurt, humiliation, pain. And, you know, our last episode was a killer episode. The, the amount of feedback we got when we were speaking about betrayal in the beauty industry, that was huge, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Really was. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was unbelievable. Laughing, yeah. And we, we were kind of talking about being afraid of feeling the hurt and blocking the hurt and so on. So I think that this is like kind of almost going sort of moving in that direction. So with doubt and fear, what became really obvious to me um, and why I wanted to do this episode today is that doubt and fear's purpose, which we know, you know, because I've written a book about that and it's in there, but, you know, we speak about it and we speak about it, you know, when we're coaching and so forth. It's there for a purpose. So its purpose is to protect us from feeling because really in reality we have default, we sort of default into this into this kind of normalised state where we go, well, our feelings can hurt, you know. Well, I can't survive them. It's just too much. And so I have to block them and doubt and fear. If I've got doubt and fear, then I'm not going to be, I'm going to be my sort of limited mind and my limited self and I'm not going to expand. I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to go and hide in the cave. I'm going to be small and therefore I'm going to protect myself from my, not the world. Isn't it interesting? And you say this actually quite a bit. I'm going to protect myself from my feelings. So one of the things that I really... I, I So then what happens is that we end up trying to control what's outside in our world when what we're actually doing is trying to control our own feelings. Isn't that we actually just, control yes. other people. We become, we develop yes. these mechanisms of control in social relationships, intimate relationships, in family, the family patterns. Business. How, in business, how all this happens. And that control that we put out and trying to make someone do this but not this and so on is all a projected effort at actually trying to control our own It's a coping mechanism really, isn't it? Mm. And, and it really it really makes us contracted. It actually normalises doubt and fear. It normalises that as a, as the, as a way of moving in, in our businesses and in our entrepreneurial sort of world that does not work. I, you know, I don't know one successful entrepreneur that in the face of doubt and fear hasn't had to step into boldness, you know, and, and that is like boldness requires faith. It really does. It requires willingness. Yeah. Willingness and faith. Like in the face of doubt and fear, we go back to our natural state, which is, we, you know, a child doesn't know whether its next step is going to, whether it's going to fall or it's going to, it's going to hit its hit something or fall on its nappy or whatever, whatever, whatever. It doesn't know that. Well, it responds to, I guess, yeah, I mean, it doesn't It doesn't have even a concept of success and failure. Absolutely. You know? Your yeah. natural state, that's not what, it's not about outcomes. Mm-hmm. It's just about in that next, like making, what do I know to do? What's the next thing that I know to do? Well, it's the same with the brow work. You know, this is what came up yesterday from me. And I say this all the time to my girls when they're studying with me and we're educating them. It, it, you know, go to what you know. Like, what's your next? What's the next thing you're clear on? You know, you just have to be clear on one thing and take that action. You might not, you might look at a brow and think, I'm never going to be able to look at it. It's a, it's a mess. I'm never going to be able to get that right. But what is the, what, what are you clear on right now? It's the same with your business. You might look at your business and think, wow, you know, I'm, I just, I don't know where to begin. But there is definitely one thing you'd be clear on. It could be the tiniest little action that you have no doubt and fear can't even, it's not even in there, right? Just take that action. 
And, and it reminds I'm, me of the term action purifies. It's oh, sort of this some, something about that that just keeping in motion, just doing a movement, taking an action, whatever it is. It's almost like Michael Masterson's book, Ready, Fire, Aim. Yeah. You know, the sequence of the, sequence of the entrepreneurial um, world is ready, fire, aim. <laughs> Beautiful, isn't it? And if you think of a baby when it's taking its steps, it just keeps moving forward. When you said that, I just keep what I keep um, what I what I just saw in front of me was this little baby just taking a step forward. It's, it's stepping forward. That's all mm. it's doing. Mm. It's not thinking, oh, I'm going. I'm going to try and learn how to walk backwards. You know, it's just one foot is going, mm. trying to go in front of the other. So it's just all. It's just all forward. Everything is and forward. And the rate at which kids and babies at that age learn is just rapid. Like learning slows down when they start school, right? That's fascinating, isn't mm. it? Because I think in a way that's when, you know, all of our other patterning, our genetic patterning comes up and and that's when we are actually start leaning into all that herd. Or and form we, an identification with success or failure. With, absolutely. With, with doing it right or wrong, with all of these all of these sort of external overlay of judgments and different viewpoints are sort of a given and it becomes a framework within which we operate and I, and okay well this framework then dictates me it dictates what i am my value my am i success or am i failure am i good what, am, yeah, I bad? am i bad oh, that. that's yeah. a real big one isn't it one of the things i love to say to parents when you know i'm mentoring people ask me about parenting is the term well done is a really beautiful um, term for me with children rather than oh you're fantastic I used to do this by the way with my children I saw them how fantastic they were all the time and they used to give me this really weird look as if you know like I don't know my kids were really <laughs> unusual but I you know it was like kind of like um, I wish that I'd done it a little differently you know mm. because just to be really like just clear with your child and just say to them well done and address the behaviour rather than the person. Absolutely, like, you know, if, so important. And with team wrong, members in You address business. the behaviour. You don't yeah. say, you know, you're a bad little boy or, or something like that because that's speaking to their identity. That's speaking to the core of what they're taking themselves to be. It's, it's different than addressing a behaviour. And the same with team members, right? We're getting off. Oh, no, we're on team members now. I was thinking we're getting off topic. No, no, no. We do every now and again, but yeah. we're always coming back. So it's the same yeah, with I don't, I don't have, yeah, I've never coached a baby who's who's um, owned a business and owned a salon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same with, like, team members. Yeah. You know, you address the behaviour. You're mm -hmm. not addressing the person. Mm. I mean, I, I think that's really, really important. But we're coming back to feelings because you know, we went off a little bit because, you know, we, we need to do that sometimes to bring it all into into context and when you think of feelings and you think of how afraid of our own feelings we are we don't believe we have this belief the majority of us that we will not survive our feelings teenagers have that you know, children babies it's a belief it's a belief that collectively exists here on this planet I relate and to we that take it to heart as being actually and this may be you know a step removed but it's like a fear of our own body it's almost like we don't have control over it and when those when powerful feelings come up, we're sort of afraid of that experience. Yeah, that, that could be true too. And that's another episode, right? Because that's deep. But let's go back to <laughs> let's go back to, you know, the, the fear I'm of scared of my arm. It might punch me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah go on. Uh oh, I'm giving away a bit too much and now I'm only kidding. But you know, when we think about that and we think of uh, doubt and fear, it has a purpose and we're normalizing that. From now on, what we can do is we can really bring that into our awareness and we can look at that and go, you know what, what am I actually doing here? This 
this is bring, becoming conscious of our behavior and, and what we may be trapped in, stuck in, because if we're in doubt and fear, we're going to be experiencing feeling drained a lot. You know, we're going to be drained, we're going to be under stress, we're going to have moved away from our natural state inwardly, which control, you know, really, in fact, that's all you can control is your is your inner world. You can't control anything on the outside. I don't care what anybody says. You can influence, but everyone, anything on the outside, that's, that's moving at its own pace. It's moving in the way that it wants to move. Certainly, as I said, we can influence it, but the control that 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 level of control is within, and uh, and I think what's really important to take into uh, the, our new year because we're we're heading into twenty twenty. I'll just say something on that point. Just the the precursor to control, I would say, is because the inner control can some some sometimes be almost a step removed. But what's the precursor is just choice. It's just, it's just a it's just a very small little choice. It's almost like these little little decisions that then that then move into control. Absolutely, and and one of those decisions could be, for example, let's give an example. A decision could be that you know I to take I'm, a certain action in our business or take our business in a direction that perhaps we perceive carries a bit of risk or something like that, but also big reward. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I was thinking that's true. I was mm. thinking more like, you know, when you're when you're actually about to make a decision, you decide where you're coming from. Like where am I coming from? Am I coming from doubt and fear? Um, you know, am I coming really from um, doubt and fear? Am I coming from um, my natural state? You know, am I prepared to bring boldness into my, you know, use the quality of boldness? We have boldness inside of us. It comes from our empowered um, our empower, our empower. I'm looking for a word, Toby. Our own empowerment. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. It's not really. I don't want to use the word. It's kind of. I guess it's a. It's one of our natural abilities to to be uh, empowered. You know, a child mm. is empowered to stand up, and a baby is empowered. It's empowering itself. It's lifting mm-hmm. its whole body up. To walk, so we have that as a quality, and I think that boldness—it's—it's it's right there. It's right there for us, and we don't have to focus on the outcomes. We we can be far more, uh, have more faith um, in in that. You know, we can survive our feelings, and not that we can, that we will. You know, they won't break, even if they break us, we will, we can, they can, you know, we're, we're just accessing more and more of our natural abilities. The more prepared we are to let go of doubt and fear and allow our inner feelings to just be as they are. And if the hurt comes, we feel it, we open to it, we move on. You know, we don't shut ourselves down. The more we shut ourselves down, the less access we have to our natural state. That's the key here, right? That's the takeaway. Like everyone has to really, really let that in for a moment and, and, and take a look at that. Every time you, you shut down a feeling, you shut down hurt, you get bitter, you get angry, it could be about, on, about a team member, it could be about you just anything, your husband, your, your clients, instead of using those opportunities to feel what it feels like, it might not feel great, right, and then use it as an opportunity to grow, to maybe look and see if you can do something differently. But primarily what that does, if you open to that, it's very different to shutting yourself down, you know. It's, and it's like stepping into what mature decision-making is. We actually, instead of, instead of operating from a perspective of what we would like to be true, what we would wish to be true, what, 
what um, we're actually dealing with things the way they actually are. So if there's there's always going to be a cost to a decision because we have at any stage when we're needing to make a decision, we have internally conflicting goals. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a we wouldn't need a decision. It would just be clear and we would do. But the fact that there's a consideration and and, and a requirement for a decision, that then that then uh, demonstrates that there is going to be a cost. So mature decision making is fully accepting and opening to that cost and saying, yes, I accept that and I'm going to make a decision knowing that rather than immature decision making where we we would like to just get what we want but not have the cost. We would like to, we're not dealing with reality we're dealing with how we would like or wish things to be i think also too in that what we start to do is do a lot of justification internally we contort ourselves we, mm. we create the imposter syndrome inside of ourselves we don't feel authentic we we're going against our own um, integrity inside of ourselves we're violating our own inner world and it is it is a devastating way to live it's not normal it's 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 suffering it's awful you know, and mm-hmm. and if you're gonna going to step into business, into the entrepreneurial role, into career, and you're going to take that kind of uh, being into that, then one of the things that I think is just like absolutely important is really you have to sit down and reflect on what is the cost to your inner life to do that. What's it costing you? Mm-hmm. Is it costing you bad health? Um, you know, overactive mental. Activity. activity is it costing you lack of sleep is it you know never never allowing yourself to be completely fulfilled and feeling satisfied with just grateful like is gratitude missing like you can't have gratitude in your life for the things that you have if you're living like that that's just a fact so what i what i'd like to just share with everyone now is something you could practice like an exercise so what I would like you to do is in those times when doubt and fear comes up, I want you to take use your imagination. It's powerful. You're using it all the time anyway. You're constantly imagining the past. You're constantly imagining the future. You know, you're, you're in that all the time. So um, why don't you use your imagination in those times to just see that little baby you actually stepping up and taking those steps and feel what that little baby felt like? You know, how was it being? How was it thinking? How was it, what was it in? And bring those beautiful feelings inside of you right now, that 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 feeling of that baby lifting its body up and the excitement, the, you know, the like almost like the, I don't know, anticipation of enjoyment. what was next, the enjoyment. Mm. And then, you know what, maybe it does fall on its butt and it has a little cry. What does it do next? So it's almost like we have to revert back and remember, remember that natural state. Bring it, keep bringing it in and letting it move through us as we're making decisions and when doubt and fear comes up and be unstoppable in that. Your natural state is unstoppable. It's unlimited in the way that it moves in the world. That doesn't mean I'm not saying that, you know, you can have everything you want. We're not even talking about that. And that will be another episode coming up, I'm sure, shortly at some point in 2020. But what I'm talking about is just that lovely, free-flowing natural state where you are able to move around in your life in a way that there is more innocence, there is boldness, and there is just fulfillment and gratitude. And a a freedom of action. 
action has, has, has clear channels through which to move. Toby, thank you so much. Thanks, I Sam. love that we talk about these topics. Um, we're going to go into a lot more strong marketing business topics um, over the next few episodes too. But this is a really important time because it's a very, very busy time of the year. I am going to timestamp this episode because it is nearly Christmas. I know the beauty industry is under enormous pressure and stress during this time of the year. And I think that I'd love for you to be able to bring this into your lives and find that level of, of, of peace, tranquility and gratitude. Just let it stream through every cell in your body. Have a, a merry, merry Christmas, um, a very safe and happy new year, and we'll be back in 2020. Thanks, Toby. Thanks, Al.